Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to view of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone you're listening to superhero speak now i'm your host dave and john and jay ah and the boys are back again Woohoo! there was much celebrating maybe or some for some, well, I, some. I could, I could do with some minstrel right now. So, <laughs> some mints, minstrel, <laughs> minstrel. Yes, is that especially a... if they worked for Sir Robin. Oh, oh. you is... come on, Monty Python. Yes, Sir Brave Robin. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. JD. No, I'm familiar. Oh, okay, I just <laughs> thought you were going somewhere else with that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> considering some of the news we're having to deal with, nobody knows what's going to go. Oh my god, yeah. everyone's wondering what June's gonna bring. Um, so, or July. Vamp- my, my, yeah, I was gonna say June brought my birthday, so that's terrible as it is. Oh, that's right, wait, did it just pass? No. No, it's this week. No, I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> so happy birthday. Yeah, birthday. Yeah. I know what July will bring. Your What's birthday. that? Werewolves. Oh yeah. Because uh, I'm well, I'm I'm going to make an announcement right now. Oh okay, I'm, go ahead. I'm going to do a Kickstarter for uh, Harvest Moon. We're going to do a special edition book for it, and we're releasing it on a Kickstarter come early July. So ah. the, you guys are the first people to hear about it being official. We're gonna, you know, Amazon gives you a good a good target, but there's not enough horror readers on there. So I'm gonna try to reach out to some different people who may not be. Reading stuff on Amazon. Can I have that one? So yes, Andrew, you can have that. That that's a that's a really good point because a lot of independent writers do horror, and you're saying there aren't a lot of horror readers out there. No, not on Amazon specifically. Oh, because Amazon. Like, okay. Well, like it, the easiest thing to do as an indie writer is to go exclusive with Amazon because <clears throat> you get involved in the KU program, and they treat you pretty good that way. But like they tell you, don't write horror because the readers aren't aren't there. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't. And it's been true. Like we've done decent, pretty good. But I think that there's more people out there that would dig this. But being locked into Amazon uh, kind of limits you. Yeah. So it, wait a minute. I, I mean, you say the horror fans aren't there, but like Source Point Press is doing quite a bit of horror, and not that. Um, that's 
for comics though, man. I'm talking yeah. that's and that's the issue. Is like I'm talking novels specifically, and this is why I want to do Kickstarter because kick like like you say, Source Point Press. There are tons of people in the comic space that do very well with independent horror, but for some reason there's a disconnect when it comes to fiction, independent fiction horror. There's not a lot of it, and it doesn't exactly burn up the charts. There's some. But I mean, like when you're playing by the Amazon rules, I mean, like for the most part, it's dominated by some type of a romance. Like, oh yeah, well, like I look at my my also bots, and it's a lot of people that read, you know, shirtless werewolves. And it <laughs> does. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. With those people are making good money, but it's just it's not it's not what I'm looking for. So yeah, I mean, yeah, but is, that that's that's a that's a um, that's a genre killer. That's what happened to a lot of fantasy, urban fantasy fiction was. It was that the entire genre was kind of overrun by these people, the, these authors that figured out the, the formula for, yeah. you know, erotic urban fantasy. And suddenly it was all vampires and werewolves. But, you know, paranormal the, 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 is the, the, the bodice rippers, you know, Par- was hard. Par- paranormal yeah, romance is it's no, saying paranormal romance is the category and just calling it paranormal. So I'm like, I'm gonna, filling out was, my stuff that you call is this, I write a werewolf thing. Of course it's paranormal. I was well, going to say horror, horror, you know, it's Harlequin is its own thing, but I mean, no, like it's ho- literally horror, horror, See, that's cute. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's heavier on the romance side. That's just not what I write, you know? So this doing the Kickstarter and kind of leaning into my comics background a little bit, Maybe try to get some people that are into comics reading a little bit more fiction. So that's the plan. More on it as we get closer. No, you know, I've seen, I've seen, um, lifts, uh, I was going to say lift service. I've seen Reddit posts and, and I've been through a couple of it because, you know, I read a crap ton of, of fantasy fiction, science fiction and, fa- and the, and I can't tell you how many times I've said, I've been looking for a new author. It's like, Oh, this looks good. And, you know, within like, the first 50 pages i'm like okay all right this sucks you know this is this is just all oh dear you're a werewolf oh i love you it's like you know a lot and most of it's really terrible so i know that there is there's a um there's a market for you see i won't i won't go there because like there's a lot of people that really like that stuff and i know people that make a good living writing it and they're passionate about it and the fan base is really super like hyped about it well it's just not me too but I'm saying it's just not. It's just, man, romance like dominates. Like Ku, the romance writers, they they kick ass, man. I mean, like the the, the fan base is rabid. Like they'll just tear up those books and they love them. Yeah. But I can't I can't write it. It's just not it's just not for me. I gotta so I gotta go chase stuff. I gotta do a little bit more leg work to find those kind of readers and bring them in. So right. you know, but, excited. But there's people that are looking for that that yeah. that don't don't want the romance right. shit. They want like good core horror. So right. So that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. Last time I did a Kickstarter, I wound up with a uh, uh, podcast. So we'll see how this one goes. Uh, <laughs> this is true. Um, the I didn't know rabbits read that much either. Um, also, I don't. Think, I got, last time we talked, you had sold your house. Yes. But I believe that you have now purchased a house. Yes, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, we uh, we actually. Here's the true story. We we had the contract on our house, the, the new house, before we even put this one on the market. So, oh, okay. Yeah, were, it was a time thing. Yeah, they were a little worried about um about us because we had a contingent offer. Like, oh, as long as you guys can sell your place. I think we put the – we had the – this is a fun story. We had the contract to the new place in on a Friday. 
our place officially went up for sale Sunday afternoon, and we spent the weekend like grinding to try to finish this place. I had a contractor who was finishing the trim in my bedroom, quit halfway through, and was like, I can't finish this, and, and left. So oh, we had to able to find – luckily, one of my former wrestlers, I didn't know this, you know, is getting his own contracting career started. So like he said, hey, man, this is all I have. Can you do this? And he was cool, no problem. So we were crunching to get this thing up. It was up Sunday at 2 o'clock. We had a sh- our first showing at 8 in the morning on Memorial Day, and we got the kid and the two dogs out of the house at 8 in the morning. And we went, we were going to have this picnic in the woods. It was going to be awesome. The four-year-old doesn't listen. The dogs are old. They don't listen. They're running around. <laughs> I had to tackle my dog. She bit her tongue and was bleeding. The, the little kid screaming. <laughs> By 11 o'clock in the afternoon, my wife and I were sitting on the couch. We're like, we can't do this. Like, we can't do this every time someone wants to look at this house. We were just going to go pack up our stuff and go live with her dad on the farm for a month. And then we got an offer at four o'clock. Nice. We sold our house in less than 24 hours. Right, right. You had said that last time, but I don't. Oh yeah. I, I don't think you had, because I know you pick, posted pictures of your new house yes. on Facebook the other day. So I didn't Very realize. Excited. Yeah. We're into the country. We're basically trading our mortgage. Yeah. So I'm very pumped up about that. It's uh, my internet's gonna suck because it's in the middle of nowhere. But we're gonna make this stuff work. I promise. Oh, it seems to work for John. He's in the middle of nowhere. So. Are you in the middle of nowhere, John? Where do you like? You guys, you're in near Philadelphia. So give me like some. Oh no, not well. No, no. Like like I've said before, if if you start at Philly, if you just keep going west until it's all horse farms and wheat uh-huh. wheat farms and Amish, that's where I am. Like my my power goes out every time there's a light breeze. So I mean I've got a generator and four back battery backups in my house. So you know. Got a hunch. It's going to be the same for us. We're moving to a town probably about 60 miles west of Chicago, a town of 2,400 people. Wow. So different. it depends, you know. Um, it really, it really, it really depends on where you are and how close you are to a substation and and or, or in as far as like uh, internet goes, how close you are to a central office or a yeah. hub. So yeah, we're boned. We're boned. We're trying to get. Some video, some from stuff from my video because I need fast upload speeds and they kind of laughed at me. So See, I don't now, know. I I live in the city, so like if my router goes down, I can actually get the signal from the train station that's about three blocks from my house that's for the wireless. <laughs> that's pretty well, cool. It's funny because it's through Comcast, and since I'm a Comcast customer, um, the I log in with my Comcast account. So yeah, it's not uh, cheating. Uh, I don't say anything about that. That's cool. <laughs> um, how about you, John? Do anything exciting this week? Sell any houses? Buy any horses? I have uh, done nothing. Wow. Um, well, I mean, you know, I'm just kind of dealing with the um, with the situation, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I mean, we're all- it was. Uh, it was Corona, and now we're trapped in our house, you know, for other reasons, and it's, it's well, not fun. Well, no, I mean the other, you know, the the the, you know, the single thing now. Oh, so, you know what? That reminds really, me. Go ahead. No, 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 just kind of really upset about that. But go ahead. What are you gonna say? So, so I, I told I I told you guys that I had started um, 
looked sniffing around on on, on the internet. Um, yeah, well, watch this. You're 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 already getting engaged, right? I mean, because that's uh, the way it works for everybody else. No, no, for me, no, no, it's, no, it's no, a horror. No. For, you know, you should write about me, JD, because my love life is a horror story. No, just I had a very <laughs> weird experience just today. Okay, so I've talked to a couple women here and there, but like nothing, nothing came of it. And then I, I started talking to this woman uh, this week, and um, you know, it's the the like, hey, how you doing? Blah 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 blah. And then you know, what do you do for fun? And and she's like, I like to go movies and concerts. So I'm like, you know, I asked her what the last movie was she saw, and she's like, I can't remember the last movie I saw in the theater, but I've been watching the Marvel movies uh on Disney Plus. Are you familiar with them? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a woman say that she was into the Marvel movies. So that that is that is some guy in the bottom of his basement yeah. named Chuck. <laughs> that is not that that is a trap. Oh good that I talked to you. Now I know. I don't want to go out with Chuck. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's about it. That's been my, my, that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me. Oh, no, there is something else. Um, I guess I can announce this. I was, I was going to wait, uh, and put something on Facebook, but I, I'll say it here first. Um, so I had, I, I, I told you guys I give myself little goals for my weight loss. I just hit my next goal. So I'm now, Good you know, you. down to 300. So as of today, from what? what? From what? Yeah, from what? What is? What are we? I forget what you started at. Uh, I started at 360. Goddamn, dude! Good Damn, for you, dude. So. Damn, I've I've lost six, no, seven, seven pounds in the last in the last month, and I thought I was doing well, but holy <laughs> crap! Well, that's not in a month. Remember, like I've been doing this for a while now. So. Yeah, but you're doing it, man. Yeah, so prunes. Prunes, yeah. I've added, that, uh, I've added prunes to my diet. I read something about it, and I'm like, yeah, okay. But it's funny, Clay, and I'm not a big fan of them, but I feel full after I eat them, so I'm not tempted to – like, that's my snack now, and I'm not tempted they, to eat other things. They clear out the old bowels, too. Well, that's true, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing with intermittent fasting because I yeah. was really good at the beginning of the pandemic, and then, like – <laughs> the last couple of weeks I've been I've been kind of sloppy, so I've been playing with the intermittent fasting where you stop eating after eight thirty every night and don't eat again until like eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so it's been pretty good actually. Uh, you know what? My, mine's the easiest. I like I had a girlfriend, which you know took up my time, so I didn't snack, and then and then like just sheer disaster, and, and then I didn't feel like eating, and then you add that with the running, you know, two miles a day, and well. You know, you're bound to lose weight that way. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, depression helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you know how much weight you can lose just by crying a lot? Oh, oh, trust me. I know. You lose a lot of water weight that way. It's like sweating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's trip. Uh, speaking of things <laughs> that make us cry, um, oh, no. I think it's time to do a little social media madness. Uh, yeah, definitely makes you cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we had talked about uh, – uh, well, HBO Max is going to have the Snyder Cut of uh, the Justice League, and um, I had, had asked on Twitter if this would make people – are they excited about it? Is it going to make people go out and get HBO Max? And uh, Mr. Mac, who's at Mr. Mac 53, simply replied, no. I like that. <laughs> I like that. 
And uh, Shadow Walker One, who's at Shadow Walker One Sixteen, said, "You know, this whole Snyder cut for Justice League has awoken a bottle, has awoken a bottle, and now a lot are demanding cuts of other films. The cuts I want in the Power Rangers fi- films uncut. Okay, what I want is the three Power Rangers films uncut. Three Power Rangers films." Were yeah, yeah, the old Power Rangers. Well, oh, actually, geez. two old Power Rangers. I think the other one he's referring to is the newer Power Rangers one. The one we saw in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. But I brought. I wanted to bring this one up because have you heard now there's a, a demand for the David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad? Oh, my God. And that's starting to pick up steam. Now, hold on. That, that could know, be better, actually. That we know exists because... We know that it's been talked about a lot of times is they showed his cut to the test audiences and they, you know, they asked for changes and then they made the version that we saw in the theater. And apparently they cut a lot of stuff out that he did. Well, they, they cut, didn't they, don't I remember them saying like they, they cut a lot because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy did so well that they wanted to make it more like that or something? Yeah, yes. kind of. Yeah. Yes, so, that's why they got James Gunn to do the next one. Uh <laughs> Jeez. Oh. So yeah, I mean, you know, I heard uh, someone else say we should start a t- petition to release the original cuts of the three Star Wars movies, the original three. Um, well, yeah, yeah, that's never gonna happen. Like even with Disney Plus, you can't get the unadulterated, pure, know. you know, the, the the pure, uncut, real, um, original movie theatrical releases. Like that only exists on VHS tapes that are guarded with people's lives, or in your basement. Well, I don't have any in my basement. I actually know two or three people that have copies, but I have. It's like it's worth more than their firstborn. So, well, here's the thing, right? Like, I have the original cut, and then I did get the special edition when it first came out on VHS, and they've been sitting on a shelf for I don't know how long. And I haven't had a working VCR by now. <laughs> I was about to say, and I haven't had a working VCR in at least a decade, so I have mm-hmm. no idea if they still work. I had them on beta. Wow. We had beta. We had a beta until 1989. That would have been high quality, higher quality than the. Oh, it's, dude, beta's great. I found a, a true story about eight or nine years ago. I found my beta in my attic and I brought it downstairs and I was watching the 2020 Batman special that I recorded in 1989 and I was shocked at how good it looked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Max was always better. The only reason VHS one was, I think it was branding or something. It, well, it was, like, um, they, Sony owned the patent, too. So Yeah, there you go. JVC did not have it on, on VHS, so VHS was the cheaper medium. Yep. But yeah, I was at a... Even when though, I was at, right. when, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. When I was at Live Nation, I worked for Live Nation Motorsports for a while. We shot all our shows on Beta Cam, mm-hmm. which is a higher version of Beta Max, but like we did that till like God, 2007, 2008. Yeah, I was gonna say I have a friend who's uh, works for Comcast Sportsnet and uh, worked for what was the channel before Comcast Sports Prism. And uh, yeah, he told me that in the early days they they shot a lot of stuff. Uh, what you just said, Betacam, you know. Yeah, Betacam was the standard for like video television. Until the mid 2000s, when yeah. HD became, uh, you know, when HD TV started to become like the norm, then that switched. Yep. So, so there you go. Uh, 
release the uncut, or release the non-special editions. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. Um, all right, we had also talked about Sony is now in the midst of making a jackpot movie. Um, Still don't know why. And uh, our friend Random Randy Savage from the Colt 45 podcast uh, gave us a gif of I can't remember that character's name from um, Guardians. The when uh, he first meets Star Lord, uh, when you first meet Star Lord, and he shows up and he, he's like, "I'm Star Lord," and he goes, "Who?" Yeah, I can't remember. Jaiman Hansu. I can't remember the character's name, but the, the actor's Jaiman Hansu. Right, right, and uh, so yeah, so that's the gif. Who? Um, to which I replied, "Character created in the bread new day storyline that no one cares about." <laughs> which, which this is funny. Uh, Randy replied, ah, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be cool if what's her name was Jackpot and working a side story for a cause. And it's a picture of, uh, uh, Zandaya who plays, of course, MJ. Didn't we talk about that? Yes. Um, so, so yeah. And then we had James Gorgon, who's at jgorgon346, said, what's a Jackpot? <laughs> Uh, Randy replied, said, I did a Google search for Jackpot. Jackpot's powers, super strength and invulnerability. Okay, so she must have a real cool story, right? She looks like MJ, okay? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nerd joke. Uh, yeah, you know. So, so yeah, like, no one knows why. <laughs> I think there was an original storyline that she was going to be MJ, and the powers at Marvel was like, no, no, we don't want to do that, you know? I think you might be right. I think you might have something on that because otherwise, what's the point of the character? Because like I said last time, it's, the whole point of the character is assumes Peter can't recognize his longtime girlfriend slash wife. Right. Well, and I, I, I did reply. That's right. I said, everyone thought it was going to be MJ in the new reality after Brand New Day. It was a big letdown when it wasn't and why no one cares about the character. Which she replied with a gif of Chrissy Teigen going, he. So, I don't know. Hmm. Um, Great gift. Great gift. <laughs> because it's Chrissy Teigen? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, she's married to John Legend, so. John Legend's the man. Well done. <laughs> uh, sorry, JD. Um, and then finally, of course, we had uh, talked about Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman and uh, Uncle... Oh, sorry. Uncle Redbeard, who's at Gamer Uncle said, "Is anyone outside of YouTubers who roast it going to miss it?" Uh, and it's I, not ending; they're recasting. I have to so. say, and that's what I, I replied: they're recasting. And he goes, "She wasn't the best casting. Obviously, not the only issue with the show. This is what? one time where rebooting <laughs> after a short run is strongly needed." <laughs> what are you talking about? It was actually pretty damn good. He never watched the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He watched YouTube videos where they roast the show. Oh, um, oh, okay. Well, which, you know, that's the whole thing. A lot of these, a lot of times I've noticed these people with really strong opinions about the CW shows tend not to watch them. Yes. Um, all right. Well, on that note, that's all our social media madness for the week. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> but here's D Square to tell you how you can get involved with social media madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? 
Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right. Thank you, Don. We appreciate that recording. Um, and on that note, boys and girls, we'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. All right. News, guys. We've got... A crap load of DC news. Um, I think we should start with the biggest in the comics news here. Um, DC cuts ties with Diamond Comic Distributors. Uh, okay. I'm not very familiar with this side of things, but we've talked about this before. So how bad is it? If you're a shop owner, it's it bad. I don't know. Uh, it depends. I heard I got to hear a really interesting roundtable on the Word Balloon podcast. John Santos had it with uh, Rich Johnson and a couple retailers. It was really interesting listening to them talk about kind of where this is coming from. Like DC has not been thrilled with Diamond for quite some time. Diamond has a virtual, not even a virtual. Diamond has an absolute monopoly on comic book shops. Right. Or they did until DC backed um, DCBS, which is basically um, Midtown comics in manhattan now they're going to be distributing their books through two through lunar and i forget the name of the other one like i think lunar takes the eastern half of the country and i can't remember the name of the of the distributor that's going to take the western half of the country so it's it's different like now real now the questions are are these places ready to be to, to handle distribution for 30 percent of the direct market i don't know man it's crazy i i i would hope they are i mean i would imagine DC uh, worked it out with them and they're ready to go. Sting, you've worked it out with them? Because like, what I'm here, DCBS actually does a good job for what they do, but this is a big step up in their game. And they've never done it before on this to scale. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, it's one of those things like, um, you know, people think, oh, this came out of left field. But you know this had to have been in the planning for a while. I think the pandemic and, and Diamond shutting down, Probably that, just hastened it a bit. Yeah. A bit, excuse me. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I, I do think they've been playing this for for quite some time. Like I've heard a lot of the conspiracy theories that that do that DC complains about how Diamond calculates market share and sales because you know the sales that we get released through like CBR every month are not real. They're all based on assumptions, and right, DC right. is not happy with that. So they're just now we're not going to have anything. We're not going to have like the so, sales are never going to be accurate. So this, to me, leads down two questions. Number one, what about Marvel? Because you have to imagine Disney has their own distribution companies that they could distribute the books through. 
there's really no need for them to have to go through Diamond. So do they follow suit with DC? And what does this mean for Diamond? DC or like Marvel, Disney has a history of buying companies and letting them operate, mm-hmm. which is kind of what um, they've been doing with Marvel the past decade. Which has worked out. It has. That's what this. That's what you know. Disney kind of runs it like Rome did. Like when Rome conquered a country, they didn't make you. They didn't make you transfer like your. Uh, they didn't make you worship their gods. They didn't make you change life. You just had to pay taxes to Rome. That's I all they care. That about. analogy just is Rome. It works. It totally yeah. works. Whereas Warner has been more like uh, the Huns, where they've just kind of come in and laid waste. So. Right. I, I think that if they see – I think what this does do is it gives Marvel incredible negotiation power with Diamond. Right. Now Marvel – Image too. Even Dark Horse can get sweet deals because like all of a sudden if they don't like that contract that that um, Diamond's offering, they can just say, hey, Lunar, how are you guys handling this new business model? You know? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree and – that's why I'm saying, then what does this mean for Diamond? You know, I mean, first off, you're losing what 30% of your business, yeah. you know, in, in a, in a snap, uh, which is always an issue with distributors. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and like we've said, they've had such a stranglehold on this business for so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. This can't be good for them. No, I mean, you lose, like you said, lose 30% of your business, not good. But they've had a monopoly, like an actual, not a virtual monopoly, an actual monopoly on comic book distribution. And there's like, there's talk, this is DC testing the waters. I don't think they, there's been talk, this is DC testing the waters of just kind of abandoning the direct market altogether. I don't think you spearhead two separate distributors on the hunches of, of abandoning them in six to 10 months or whatever. So what, what it's that, um, it's like, cheaper comics or comics in more different places because, you know, Diamond was a monopoly. That means that they were probably making decisions about where to, where they could um, send comics or how much the comics were worth. Like, I'm not sure about that. Like, cause like Diamond only distributes to shops. So like DC's Walmart deal has nothing to do with this. Right. Right. That demon DC uses Penguin Random House to print their trays. So Diamond, they have nothing to do with this. So this is literally DC's relationship with with local with um, LCSs, and I know a lot of them aren't happy because now they have to, you know retailers don't like big change, which I can't say to blame them because now you have to redo everything and it bucks the system when you get it working like you know like a ship. So I get that. I don't know. To be frank, I don't know if the consumer is going to know one bit of difference. Well, no, the consumer shouldn't know right a, a bit of difference. It shouldn't matter. Um, Unless it's by some weird miracle the prices drop, but I don't I, think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that's being set by the distributor at all. So, um, yeah, so you're right. I mean, if it's done right, you should there should be no notice at all. Um, unless, of course, though, does that affect the previews book? Yes, because now DC will not have anything in previews. Right, because that's by that's diamond. diamond. Yeah, that's yeah. a diamond thing. Like these new these new distributors are literally going to have to build an infrastructure from the ground up that Diamond, because of their monopoly in the business, has had a 30 year head start on. But they're not competitors, right? They just they're doing they're doing differently. If if Marvel decided they were gonna, they were going to go half in with Diamond and half in with DCBS, well then now you're talking competitors, right? Right? They're just 
they're as different as Marvel and DC. Really, really, they're just two companies doing different things. Although it's terrible because they're actually our competitor. Like that's a bad analogy. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't think this is. I, don't, I still think that that the comic shop business is, is a transformative phase. Especially like, with, like when we talk about what's successful in in comics, we always talk about the direct market because that's what that's the information we get. We don't see that Dave Pilkington's Dogman books or Pilkey, excuse me, Dogman books are killing everything that Marvel and DC put out. Like Scholastic, they're they're the big they're the big player in graphic novels. Right, right. I think that's I do think that's DC's long term goal is to focus more on their trades. Yeah, I do think that's. Yeah, I do think that's where the it's headed. We've talked about that before too. So Marvel concentrates on their trades, you know, like that's where they make money. Yeah, comic floppies are loss leaders. Right. That's why the story written so that they're multiple issues now, so that they can be collected into a trade. Right. So they can make their money off of that. Right, because all the work has already been done. You've already paid for the writer. You've already paid for the editor, for the editor, the artist, the inker, like the colorist. They're all paid for. Like, so you don't matter what you really doesn't matter how you, well you do on the, the, the tray on the, the floppy, cause you're gonna make money selling to Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Right. Quite frankly, I think it's a better experience. Personal opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see where this goes. I'm hoping, like you said, the consumer won't see a difference. Um, but in other comic book news, so we missed a, a, Holiday in the comic book world, of course. Uh, May 2nd, well, the first weekend in May every year. They always have free comic book day, but this year it was skipped. Um, and of course, free comic book day is when the, uh, big publishers put out some free books, uh, to get people interested in comics so they can go to their co- local comic book shop and pick up a free book or two. Uh, but of course, it was supposed to be May 2nd this year and because of uh, the pandemic, it was canceled. However, Marvel has announced that their free comic book day books will be available in July, uh, July 15th at retailers. So at least people will be able to get them. Hopefully the other, re- uh, not other retailers, other publishers will jump on board with this and do it on the same day. What do you guys think? I think that'd be smart. Yeah. I mean, do it. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, I mean, you already had it. Was you it. Were... I, I would like some free comics, you know. It's just I'm just saying. Oh, oh, okay. So, so you're like, just cheap. Oh, well, well free comic book day is the best. Yeah. Well, it's it's the time when you know it's not just like cheap. It's hmm. What what things have I not wanted to spend money on that I wanted to check out? It's it's like it's a brilliant thing, you know. People check out comics that they normally would have spent money on, but then they might find something they like, and then they'll continue on with the series. That's that's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think that you got to figure before the shutdown happened, which was in oh, mid to late March, free comic days in early May. Like they already had most of the stuff on the way to being finished, so this right. was already part of the business plan. You might as well go ahead and do it. You need to give people a reason to get back in shops as we as the economy across the country slowly starts to open up again. But with safe social distancing and masks. <laughs> That's the yes, law John. here in Illinois. Just yes, John, we know. We're not we're not I'm just I'm just saying. We I don't know, you guys in Pennsylvania, we have to do it in Illinois. Like if you go inside you gotta oh, wear yeah, a mask. No, no. Yeah, they're even saying um when uh 
so I, I think they're doing it with all the states the same way, right? You have areas that are red, yellow, and green. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like we've actually had a lot of areas in Pennsylvania go green, but you still have to wear masks uh, when you go into stores. Um, Philip, the Philadelphia is still yellow, so. Yeah, we're still – Chicago is actually getting better. The surrounding areas are are more on their way to doing well. You know, but uh, I don't know. I think the next few weeks are going to be a little interesting. I'm curious to see how things play out. Right. So let's go to some TV news now. Um, these are both related to the CW. Well, there's three. Uh, one's related to Disney, but these two are related to the CW shows. Um, first, so Ruby Rose left Batwoman, and they are not recasting her, uh, Kate Kane. So we're going to go with new canon now, basically. Exactly. Yeah, much. They're going to create a new Batwoman, uh, a, a new character to take up the Batwoman mantle and uh, take her place because, and I quote, they didn't want to do the soap opera version <laughs> of, uh, you know, a seamless recasting. Um <laughs> What? So, yeah, so that, that's what they're calling it. They call it a soap opera thing when they recast somebody and like then act like they're it's the same person. My mom watched oh. Days of Our Lives. I know what they're talking about. Yes. Um, oh, they did it all the time. Oh, Tried yeah. Bewitched. Oh, yeah. Dick York, Dick Sergeant. Yep. Sergeant York. It just looked like he gained more weight. Like they, they were they were pretty close. So, but, so I mean – I, I Personally, I think like they're sitting there saying, "Oh, they found a good way to write around this the idea, um, and that's why I created a new character." Blah blah. blah. But I kind of wonder, are they doing this to leave a door open for Ruby Rose to return? Makes sense. I think. Why does that ring a bell? Like that? I feel like that's happened before, where a main character went away and then came back. I can't remember though. It's like. Mm. It'll come back to me probably halfway through the rest of this. Episode. Oh, okay. It's very, uh, still very soap opera to me. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole <clears> thing. Here's a, here's a question just from a comic book writing standpoint. Like, she took up the mantle of her cousin, right? Because that's how she, you know, she discovers the Batcave. So that's how she finds the costume, uh, decides that, you know, she wants to fight injustices. So she takes up the the mantle of Batman because Batman's missing with no explanation. And um, lo and behold, now they're going to write like she just left the mantle. Like I, I, I want to know how they're going to explain her absence <clears throat> and B does, does it make sense? Like, is she a champion that someone's going to want to care to fill the role <laughs> that quickly? She got to die to make that work, right? Yeah. yeah. Or they could just, you know, use some of that leftover Final Crisis stuff or Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, who knows? Which is what I thought gonna... they were going to do, in all honesty. I thought they were going to. It'd find be that. hard to shoehorn that in. They might just, just, just Doctor Who it and have her regenerate. <laughs> just, you know, at this Bane. point, Bane solution, break her back. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. Off screen. Yeah, off screen. Or put, I don't know, you could put anybody. She wears a mask and a wig. Right. That could be or anyone. She go, or she goes to find Batman. Or she goes to find Batman. 
they find a reason, a, a really good reason for her to like drop everything to go find him. Like, a, you know, he, they get an SOS from him or something. Not very inspirational, but. <laughs> mm. I, I, I'm spitballing here. Who knows how they're going to handle it? It's just, you know, I'm actually sad to see her go. I don't, I don't care what everybody else says. It, uh, she was a, a perfect cast for that. I'm, and the only other thing would be <clears throat> if they want to make her the girl in the chair, you know, like do it. <clears throat> she yeah, but she's her back broken by Bane. So she that way. And again, part of the reason she said she was leaving, it was longer hours. Well, if she's just the guy in the chair, she only has to probably do a couple hours a day for that stuff. You know, she's not the star, so it's not on her shoulders. There's no physical stuff for her to get hurt again. Yeah, I still I still wonder about that if that's the if that's not like more of a reason than they're talking about. I mean well, I think other, it's got something to do with it to be honest. Well the other it. reason is they apparently they said that there's rumors, I don't know how true it is, that she was difficult to work with. Um so. Well she she even admitted that because she was unhappy with how much time this was taking, you know, like how hard this was to do that she was not being the best person either. Right. So she's all, she's all but admitted that, you know, yeah, I was, I was pretty terrible. It's the CM Punk parable. Hmm. This guy who left pro wrestling, he at the height of his fame left pro wrestling because he was just miserable. Yeah. yeah and, and I've been miserable at jobs before and it's not fun for anybody. I mean, I think he signed up like, Hey, I'll be Batwoman. That's going to be awesome. And then you're doing it and you're hanging from these, from these, uh, apparatus and you're getting hurt and it's long hours and it like unlike a film set it just keeps going and never ends so i mean i could see you going okay this sucks i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah especially if you come from movies yeah right where you work a few months and then you know you can take time off I or, switch, or switch it up or play a different character like it's hard tv is a different kind of tv is more of like a job well and that's someone pointed, film is yeah someone had pointed that out too because a lot of the tv stuff that she's done she's been the secondary characters so she didn't have as many you know as many hours and that kind of stuff so well once you face the giant shark you know bat batwoman is kind of a step down anyway <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so we'll see. I mean, the whole the other thing is too. I think a mistake they could make is going a complete 360 on the character as well. If you go complete 360, we start. We come back to where we started. <laughs> 180. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Do a complete 180 on the character. Forgive me. It's it's hot. I'm tired. My math is uh, off today. Um, you know, which would be a mistake. You know, and probably would take off people and, and hurt the show even more. So. Mm. We'll see um, how it goes. So on other CW TV news, um, Hartley Sawyer, who plays uh, boy. Elongated Man or uh, Dibney. Ralph uh, Dibney. Ralph Dibney, thank you, on mm-hmm. The Flash, um, has been fired uh, from the TV show. And now, now, this I actually did research on. Okay. Now, now, hold on. Now, hold on. This caught me by complete total surprise today because the I had no idea this was going on, but apparently this was going on since for, Friday. Since Friday, I was mm-hmm. going to say since a, for a few days, and then I think they just announced that he was fired today. So apparently, there were some misogynist, sexist tweets that popped up from 2014. Somebody uh, on Twitter like screen captured a bunch of these tweets and was tweeting them out and was basically started the campaign to get him fired. 
Actually, 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 here. Let me, let me, uh, in the, in the, in the text, in, in the chat. Go ahead, click on that. I read some of them. Not, not good, man. Not like it, it, there's some people that are they're comparing this to James Gunn, Ooh. but James, but James Gunn's stuff was like way long ago, and Hartley's was like six years 20, ago. Yeah, six years ago, maybe. But some of us like his his isn't just like there's a lot there to unpack. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, like so I see. I, I you know we're, we're doing a, an audio of this, and now the audience <laughs> is what the hell did he say? And and I mean like look aside. I I don't want to read these. I, I don't want to read these on. on. I, uh, so I, so look aside, Jackson. S K A I Jackson. She's an actress who was in all the movies. Was it Dragon Rider? Dora the Explorer and Jesse and a couple other things. Um, and she, she is the one that posted these. So look, just search, do a Google search for her and Hartley Sawyer and tweets and you'll see the ones that she posted. And, uh, yeah, not, not good. And, um, Eric Wall, the showrunner actually had a, um, he, he posted on Twitter a statement and, uh, it's I'm I mean I could read it online if you guys want. Is that okay with you? If you want to, go ahead. Okay. So he says, This morning many of you have learned that Hartley Sawyer will not be returning for season seven of seven of the Flash. Concerning his social media tweets, they broke my heart and made me mad as hell. And they're indicative of the larger problem in our country because at president our at present our country still accepts and protects the continual harassment, unconscious or otherwise, terrorizing and brutalization of black and brown people, which is far too often fatal. That's why our country is standing up once again and shouting enough and taking to the streets uh, to bring about active change. I committed to bringing permanent change to the work environment here on The Flash. Yes, there is a this is a family show, but it's all but it's for all families. That includes black and brown ones. In order to facilitate this, I will continue to find black and brown writers, directors, actors, producers of all genders to help tell Flash stories. Their stories are part of the American narrative, too. And must be heard. And the more you hear and see us, the more you will begin to recognize one simple fact we're human beings, too. To those who still aren't sure why so many Americans have taken to the streets to make their voices known, I ask you to consider this. Every time a black or brown life is harassed, harmed or murdered, as in the case of George Floyd, Ahmed uh, Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and too many others, our, country, uh, our entire country fractures and moves further and further away from any moral authority we often claim to have in the world. Murder is not democracy. Systemic and institutional privilege is not quality. Suppressing the free press with violence is not liberty. The only way for you to be free is for all of us to be free. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. So he didn't really address exactly that's, what. Yeah, that's... He didn't address it, but he's like making the statement that this this kind of stuff doesn't fly anymore. Oh, uh, flew back then. I mean, these are like Yeah, I, I know. Just, I know like, these are these are really bad. Like it's like the gun stuff was gross, but it was like stupid like stupid attempts at humor. This yeah. isn't even trying to be funny. No, no. This is this is like my <laughs> the, I, I hate to say this. This is my father at the Thanksgiving table. It's not like it's not it's it's stuff that like you can barely hold yourself in your chair without having to you know try and not get up and slug the guy. I I don't I just I and and, and it makes me upset because he played like literally the character with the most heart in the, <laughs> in the Flash. Like 
Acting. He was, I know, a good actor, apparently. <laughs> but crime, a criminy, I mean, jeez. Anyway, there's, there's, that's my so, take. I'm really, I'm really kind of, it actually makes me kind of upset and sad. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't read all of them. Um, because that's the thing is like most of them came off as that the ones that I saw were more sexist and misogynist, um, things that I saw. And it was just like, yeah, I didn't, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know the guy from Adam. Um, think, it, think, it think, goes Archie, back, think Archie bump, Bunker with no filter. I but mean, it goes back to, just, it goes back to basically, um, what I said about the James Gunn thing when that happened, like these companies before they hire anyone that's in the public eye is going to have to look at their social media accounts going forward. Right. Yeah. And, and I again, mean, everyone's going to have to be, this. everyone's going to have to be spick and span, you know, I mean, and that's, well, and that's, that's the a, thing. And that's the thing that's too. Fun, is, though. We, we've, we've talked about this before. It's like, where's the cutoff date? What, well, what the, the, level, the, what level is acceptable up to what year at what age? It's, it's going to be hard. I don't know. You know. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's ever going to be an acceptable level, you know? I mean, and, and let's put it this way, right? Like there's this weird thing. Guns. With, there's this weird thing with social media that people put stuff out there and think it doesn't matter, you know? And it's like, well, no, the internet's forever and someone's going to find it. And someone's not going to like what you say. So just either be careful what you say or say what you want, but then realize it's going to affect you down the line. You know, like it's one or the other. You you can't have both anymore. You can't say what you want and then go and, and, and have a job that's in the public eye like this anymore. Like that's it. This is a very, very common problem now. I mean, it's like everybody's dealing with this. A lot of YouTube personalities deal with this. Like you, Dave, you, you listen to, um, Philip DeFranco. Right. Right. So yeah. And he, he deals with it. Problem. He deals with it all the time because you look at his early stuff. He was a misogynist pig, right? Yeah. So but, it's like, but, but he, de- but he deals with it. Like, you know, he, he, he continually like refers back to it in his, in his shows now saying, I was a parent back then. So like, that's the good way of dealing with it. But the fact is he works for himself. So it's not so much of a problem for him. Whereas, you know, like you said, like if you're hiring actors, now you have to, you have to hire somebody to completely vet them. And, uh, and again, it comes down to like, just conceptually James Gunn's stuff, you know, like JD said, wasn't that bad. It was, you no, know, it was, it was bad, but it was like, Trying it was to bad be humorous. humor. Yeah. Right. And, and it was, and it was a while Gross. back. Whereas, whereas this is just. And also, ugh. you don't, I mean, again, it's, it's Twitter. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. Uh, it's, I know. Objectively speaking, look at reading these tweets. I, there's, I mean, it's, there's little, little left. But you don't know really if there's, argue. you don't, that's the whole thing. The whole, my whole issue with Twitter is when you see tweets like that. Like some of them, there's no context to what he's saying. It makes no, they don't I, make, a lot of them don't make any sense. I'm not saying all of it, them, but I'm saying a lot I, of them that I read was like, this does, this doesn't even make sense. There's no context to this. Here's the, I know, but there's the not, it, it would take like, it would take a, a lot to put these in a context that would make them acceptable. 
here, here's the thing about social media is we've all seen you can we have random people that reply to us stuff saying strange things every week, but they they have some fake name. If you're gonna put stuff on social media that's stupid, but you're gonna sign your real name to it, I mean you gotta kind of own it. Like if you're yeah. brave enough to put your full name on social media, you gotta be like this is this is what I think, this is what I believe, right? And understand that even if you delete these things, they live forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, in our final <sighs> bit of TV-related news, um, it's a good thing. The Mandalorian Season 2 uh, has uh, release date's been confirmed. It will be... Oh, shoot. I don't remember now. It's a yeah, hold on. Um, it will not be delayed. They're, they're, they were done principal photography before the lockdowns. Um, and uh, they are working on the special effects. And they're able to work on those separately, um, at home, as it were. Yeah, because guys like us can work from home. <laughs> and then it's easy to edit on the laptop. Yeah. And because 2020, they will be bringing back Jar Jar Binks. So October, <laughs> uh, it will be streaming. Seven Seal. So here's the, here's <laughs> yeah, the thing, right? So, so it will, it will, it will premiere in October. It will be, uh, streaming in October. And here's the thing. Okay. So the filming was done before the lockdown started. And yet, they're releasing drips and drabs of information like uh, Boba Fett is in it. Um, apparently, uh, uh, Rario Dawson's in it, and she might be playing Ahsoka Tana. Yeah. They're not confirming that. But they know all of this, right? Like, it's not like – like, I didn't realize they weren't still filming. They, they were done filming when, I was, when this news was coming out. And then the news is out, and it's like, well, why are they playing this game? Well – because it drives people to see it. Yeah. Uh, manipulation, brother. And they're doing it well. And they're they're keeping they're keeping their their cards close to their vest, and that's pretty hard. I mean, yeah. the, you, gotta, you you have to admire the sheer tenacity and fear driven to the hearts of people by the um, the lawyer ninja Sydney. It is true. There is no to have no leaks on something this big. That is that is really tough unless you have some. Big threats. I don't know. They're pretty good about that. Like the only person that leaks Marvel stuff is Tom Holland. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he's adorable. So it that's what I'm saying. Happen. He gets away with it because he's adorable. I love, I love the interviews with him and uh, um, Cumberbatch, and just like Cumberbatch will look at him while he's talking and like start going, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and he's starting to say something he's not allowed to. Uh, right. If Jeremy Renner tried that stuff, they'd have him murdered in the streets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm um, for sure. Like, that's not even a question. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, but that's good, right? Like, we're all excited for season two. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think that here's the sad thing. 2019 peaked last December, or 2020 peaked last December when The Mandalorian came out, and it's been downhill since. <laughs> you think? Has one good thing happened collectively on the planet? Since no, that came out, no, uh, well, I hey, we we got two people to go to the International Space Station. Oh wait, that's not on our phone line. Shoot, uh, I got they, had to, they had to farm it out to do something else. NASA can't do that stuff on itself. We got to send you know, Elon Musk spearheading this stuff now. But at yeah, least, that's sad. At least they that's got what... to leave the planet. They did, so I kind of we all can kind of envy them a little bit. Yes, yes, that's that's exactly what it is. You know where you can't catch the COVID in space. In space. <laughs> In space, nobody can catch your germs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. 
So yeah. All right. All right. All right. Now we can talk some movie menus. Um, so real quick, uh, I bring this up because it makes me wonder something. Apparently, uh, Henry Cavill is still under contract to play Superman and may be turning up in some DC movies. Why? 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 Just, Why not? Just, no, no. He's fine. He's not the problem. Well, yeah, that's true, because in The Witcher, he's actually pretty good. He's good. He's good. He does good you, stuff. I'll say this. I will I will keep saying this over and over again. Watch, um, oh, what was that spy movie Um, he was in? Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Watch Man from Uncle, which I, I still think it's funny that the American was playing the guy with the accent, and then he was playing an American. But, um... Acting? He is the most charming person ever in that movie. And it's like, why is this not Superman? You know? Like, he can do it. He definitely can do it. But it's because Zack Snyder kills anything that he touches. He, well, he kills all hope. That's his job. Yeah. So That is literally, but that's what he's good at, and that's what he told was going to happen in those movies. So Yeah, yeah. He's going to make them dark. Yep. Uh, there is no hope. Dark. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so they're saying that, uh, what is it? The, Superman. The Black Adam <laughs> film and Shazam 2 he could possibly be turning up in. So. Alright, okay, I need to see Marcus Black Adam fighting Henry Cavill Superman. I have to see this. You know that you, you know they've done that in the, the, the um, animation, right? So, yes. They had a Shazam sure. animation and it had Superman in it fighting, fighting Black Adam with the new Shazam. Yes. yes it's pretty good. And it was, I yeah, it was damn good. But now, but now I need to see Henry Cavill versus The Rock. This needs to happen. Oh yes, yes, yes. They're two big men too. Yes, the secret. You speak it into existence, and it becomes real. Oh, <laughs> this has to happen. Speaking of Henry Cavill, I'm pissed Do off. Your thing. Why are you pissed off at Henry Cavill? So again, YouTube going down rabbit holes. Oh I, God! I found an, a Henry Cavill workout video uh, oh, of why? him preparing, of him preparing for the Superman role, and. He was doing a couple different exercises with the kettlebell that I wasn't doing. Um, and there were these like lifts, uh, that he was doing with his arms. And, and I, I, I did them and I hurt my left elbow. So <laughs> let's be careful with the kettlebell. So I'm blaming Henry Cavill because, you know, Dave, you know, it's, you know, that kind of shape is, is mostly genetics, right? Like most people, no matter how much that could not look like him. So it's a combination of genetic, the right genetics, perfect diet, diet's huge, and then love stuff. Uh, uh, we, a lot of money and a good personal trainer. No, 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 money, no, no. Money and a good personal trainer along with, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about Henry Cavill. I I, I think it's all of them. You think Because they don't look like that all They don't look like all the time. Nah, that's true. Uh, Frank Thomas is my example. Frank Thomas, baseball player of the White Sox, big dude. He's like 55 years old, and he still looks like a tank. Mark McGuire doesn't really look like a tank anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's genetics. <laughs> like some of, some of these actors get really big for some of these movies, and you see them again, they're not so big. That's true. That's genetics true. helps, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, good genetics helps. And, and by the way, John, screw you. Saying what? I can't. Yeah, screw you. Why are we doing this? Saying I can't. <laughs> saying I can't. I can't eventually look like. At least uh, have a reason if you're going to jump on my back. Saying I can't eventually look like Henry Cavill or Chris Hemsworth. Come on now. I can at least, you know, get close. Uh, what's that his name, Brian George? Um, for, for, uh, I'm going to have to. I'd like to get completely off my back now, please. <laughs> uh, you've hurt my feelings, Sean. 
<laughs> anyway. Oh. Oh. So, how can I do that again? <laughs> the main reason that I brought this up, right? Oh, yeah. This was a point. You had a point to this. Continue. I, I had a point to this. Um, not only, you know, because we went, there was a whole bunch of fanfare where everyone thought Henry Cavill was out, and it's like, well, no, 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 he's actually still under contract, and we are still planning to make the Shazam movies, and we'd like to have him cameo. Um, it also kind of lends a little weight, not a lot, but a little weight to them wanting Ben Affleck back. A little bit. You know, will, because if they're good. they get him back? I think if you write him a big enough check, you get him back. There is another example of a guy, never mind what? What? Yeah, Go ahead, say it. Oh, no, no, say it. Say it. Ben Affleck physically. Oh, yeah. Like in, in Dawn of Justice, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. He, but, he can, but he can do it. He's done it several times. No, yes, no, he no, no. yes, he has. Yeah. Who, Ben Affleck? Yes. Oh, yeah. For the the accountant for um, Daredevil. for No, but the big... Ben Affleck has to heavily muscled. He gets there. I have, yeah. to, I have to say, though, the biggest he was was Batman. Oh, God, yeah. He was a freaking... Oh, yeah. He looked like a pro wrestler from the 80s. Yes. That is one time when I would not be surprised if he was juicing. He was, which yes, he was juicing. Which actually, <laughs> it's he got man boobs in pictures now. It, it's funny, like it goes back to that whole argument of bulking up or not and juicing or not. But like that is the only aspect of the character that bothered me. It's like he was kind of too big to be believable as someone who could do ninjutsu and jump around and, and be flexible. I agree. Time. He looked like he looked like Jim Lee's Batman, who, as a dude, looks like he would tear a quad walking down the stairs. <laughs> All this said in a matter of parody. We don't mean any of it for real. No. Who was 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 Jim Lee the guy who did the Captain America that everybody, everybody no, points out? That's Life Life. 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 Oh, okay. Do not oh, ever, Life. Okay. Do not ever confuse Jim Lee and Rob Life. Life. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Real. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Batman. Yes. So, so, so JD, you brought this to my attention. Um, there, there's two things about the Batman movie that we haven't talked about. Uh, the one I just found out today, the other being they released pictures of the Batmobile for the movie. And of course, that's always a big thing is what does the Batmobile look like? Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, I dig it. Looks like a Corvette. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just looks like a muscle car that's got some stuff glued onto it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Burton Batman Batmobile the Batmobile look like, and I love that one. So I mean, what I like, and it's funny because I see people complaining about it, and it's like, now wait a minute, all the comics that I've read from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, the Batmobile was just a car, you mm-hmm. know, and like maybe had a gadget or two on it, but like, like go to the early days of the fifties and sixties was this big sedan with this giant bat head on the front, you know, least like, inconspicuous oh, yeah. car ever. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, it's not the, the, the movie, the movies is what gave us, you know, the Burton Batmobile and then, of course, the Tumblr. But the, tum- the Tumblr was workable. Like, that made sense. It does, but it also, it also was something new in 2005 when they unveiled the Tumblr. It's like, oh, hey, this is a new take on the Batmobile. I dig it. Right. Well, well it was, did, didn't we make a take? What was what? But it was it kind of harkened back to the the Dark Knight, right? The 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 um graphic novel, because he had. I mean, it kind it was kind of like the tank that he had there, right? A little bit, a little bit. So, but but yeah, I mean, the Tumblr was definitely different than anything else we've seen. 
but and, it was it was the first one that it made me feel like yeah this could be the, the real batmobile this would actually work in real life and then the you batman know? v superman i think was just a take on the tumbler with yeah more a little more sleek is all yeah um, tumbler on steroids if you will and it but it also made it believable that it could be fast where the tumbler i couldn't believe it being a fast vehicle no, I could see the Tumblr like doing small terrain stuff, but I couldn't. Yeah, it did not look like it was built for my, speed. My, my my issue, and I I've, I I talked about this before. My issue with the Tumblr was the only company that made it in in that world was Wayne Enterprises. So it would kind of be easy to figure out Batman was at least attached to Wayne. I thought that it was the. Uh, I thought that no one. I thought it was just a prototype that never saw the light of day. Exactly. That was the thing. But it's easy. But it, it's easy enough to you know find that information out. I think. Shit, we don't know who's making what. We have no I'll, idea what Lockheed Martin has in store for us. Yeah. Uh, what they're I'll, testing. I'll give the new Batmobile this. It does look like something that he would have put together himself. Because the one thing with with Batman, the the big problem with it is. You know, like the the bat cycle, the bat copter, the the bat plane, everything like that. It's like the bat repellent, the bat repellent, like it's like well, not the bat, not the bat repellent. I mean, what I'm talking, what I'm saying is, he's got all these huge vehicles and structures Uh and stuff. Who the hell is helping put him together? That how many bodies are in the bottom of the bat cave that he has? You know, kills to keep everything. Sacrifices to be made for branding. So, 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 like this is the Batmobile that looks like something that he would have had to put together himself in in the bat cave. You know, so that you know it did what he needed it to do without having to involve other people. It's the Bat and the Furious. But I think I think they've addressed that in a lot of different, like in the animated series. There was a mechanic so, he specifically. Someone just blew up an A80 in front of my house and I just crapped myself. Oh, oh, okay. What happened? I think someone just blew up an M80 in front of my house. Oh, okay. Scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, yeah, sorry. We, didn't, we didn't hear the explosion. We just heard you jump. Yeah. Um, the in the animated series there was the mechanic episode. You remember that one, John? Where? Oh, barely. Took, it's been a while. And then, of course, in. The Nolan verse, it was Lucius was helping him with the technology. Yep. And then Batman v Superman, they show Alfred is the one helping him do this stuff. You know? So, you know, the, the only argument I've seen against this Batmobile, you know, because you're sitting there saying it looks like something he could build himself. True, but he is still a billionaire. Like, from the time he's a kid to now, he's still got billions of dollars. So... You know, he could have something like the Tumblr, you know, but well, when he built he, him himself, it's another story. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's the tum- the Yeah, but the Tumblr isn't branded, right? Like, and the Tumblr was like a standard. I mean, it was a prototype, but they could make more of them, whereas this Batmobile doesn't look like a prototype of anything. It looks like a car that, you know, somebody won the powerball and decided to trick it completely out <laughs> you know yeah and 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 had to do with the and you know was used to doing it themselves in their own garage yeah i'm still wondering why there's a, a night rider light on the front because it looks uh, i'll tell you michael <laughs> <laughs> do you know or are you just being funny no i'm being funny oh, okay and so. he's got artificial intelligence in there perhaps this alfred is going to be an artificial intelligence system let's just rip marvel off completely well, no, because we already know Andy Serkis is playing Alfred. 
but he's <laughs> Andy Serkis exists mostly in the digital world. I'm not even sure he's a real person anymore. <laughs> well, it w- it was only a matter of time before Alfred became an AI. That's I what mean, I'm saying. You yeah. know, Jarvis, right? That's yeah, that was uh, my joke. So the other mm-hmm. thing was uh, this article you shared with me revealed that there will be a Joker in this movie. Uh, in the trilogy, in sense. Oh, in the Introduce. trilogy. Okay. So, really? Another Joker? I mean, we've already got two. Why not seven? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and let's be, let's be honest. Um, who on earth would want to play the Joker at this point? <laughs> Either the insane or the, or the complete atheists. It's so, like, the, so the Joker. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically you actually need an actual Joker to play the Joker. Yeah, yeah or, or a method actor. What, they, they're kind of interchangeable, really. You've just said the same thing three times. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's the whole thing, right? Like everyone, I think, until the end of time is going to uh, be compared to the, the Heath Ledger uh, version of the Joker. Um, whether you liked him or not, you know. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you end up with poor, poor... Um, uh, what's his name? Jack Nicholson? No, 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 no. From Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared Leto. You know. This is the problem. We can't keep our jokers straight. There's too <laughs> damn many of them. Like, that's an issue. Yeah. Obviously stacked the deck. Stacked it with jokers? Yes, yeah. apparently. Well, you know, because you can't count uh, Joaquin Phoenix because, like, that's a thing all onto its own. You know? Um, it's... Again, it's not really a Joker movie, in my opinion. Uh, but, you it know. It was called. Just, you know. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Jack Nicholson was great. And then, of course, we got the, the anarchist in, in Ledger. And then we got the. Um, I actually watched an interesting video where they were talking about how the problem with Jarrett Leto is after you got that anarchist, you now got a guy who who he was an anarchist who was on the outside of the gangster world. And he was causing fear within them. So now going back to he's just a gangster like the rest of them. Yeah, I think the problem with this Joker is that Joker, I should say, was that like he just he just didn't come off as serious threatening. Yeah. You know? He was he was more he was too too crazy to right. actually threaten. Sure he might kill you if he sees you, but he was like the Joker is supposed to be insane, but also an an absolute genius. So and 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 utterly unpredictable. So the the menace comes from not knowing what he's going to do. Whereas, like I don't know, Jared Leto was emo of the, the emo Joker. <laughs> he doesn't. He's a little Joker. Um, <laughs> looks like a rapper. He also mm. like he also doesn't really do much for the plot. No. Like he's just kind of in the movie. Like I still say the movie should have been the Suicide Squad has to kill the Joker. Yeah. Caesar go. Romero's Joker was more threatening than Jared Leto. <laughs> Caesar, okay. Caesar Romero is not bad. Now, there is really something to Caesar Romero's Joker that is oh, yeah. a little spooky, and like I think he actually did good work with the material he was given. I actually dig Caesar Romero as the Joker. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I was not dissing him. I would not diss Caesar Romero. He did really good in that. He was definitely the Joker of the time too. Yeah. Like, like, like. I'm sorry. You read the books. He was a, you know, the, he he kind of became a second tier villain for a little while oh yeah until until neil adams and denny o'neill came back right and 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 actually made him a murderer again Mm -hmm. right so lapping fish changes it all yep Mm. so yeah like like 
he was that's the Joker of the comics at the time, so it works, you know. That's that's the whole issue. Um yeah, I mean, you know, Nicholson uh, of course was the ultimate gangster. Yeah, so and that's so here's here's the quick question before we we, we get to our next topic. Um is there anyone right now that you think could play the Joker or is it uh, we find a complete unknown? I'd say go with unknown at this point. Like you, you you need to start fresh. You need to find you need to find somebody young, you know, um, that can that can play the Joker right. But I, see, there's the problem though, right? So like, isn't isn't in the current DC movie universe the Joker's dead, supposedly, right? Oh, he so, he's well, alive at the end of Suicide Squad. Hmm. He's alive at the end of Suicide Squad. Eh, was he? All right. Damn yeah. it. Well, then he's Jared Leno. So how do you replace him? I, I think this is okay. Here we go. I think this is a different universe because Robert Pattinson is Batman, not Ben Affleck. All right. God, All right. So, so if it's right, yeah, so if you're starting with a young a young Batman, then you start you need a young Joker, and you need and it's time to you know stop calling the same people over and over again to play. Like you've got so many people playing characters in both DC and Marvel. It's like you know bring some new blood in. I'm sure there's somebody out there who can do a much better job than just, you know, finding, I don't know, who, who, who is the guy with Ben Affleck and, um, who was the born guy? Like, call, Matt yeah. Damon? Yeah, Matt Damon. It's like, yeah, we'll call Matt Damon because he, you know, then, then is a known name. They, I, I think you get better acting, better actors out of casting unknowns, you know, talented unknowns. And letting them invent themselves, and and it's it specifically has to be somebody who's read the comics and understands the Joker. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like one of the names that always comes up, um, obviously is William Defoe, and it's like, no, but he already did the crazy villain in the Spider-Man movie, like. You don't, and, and he would just be repeating that performance as the Joker, and it's like that doesn't work. And he's old; <laughs> he's yeah. sixty-four years old. Come on. Um, of course, another name that that's always thrown around, and I think would be a horrible choice. I I I enjoy his movies. I think he's a a, a, a good actor, but I don't think he could pull off the Joker. Is uh, Johnny Depp? No, yeah. too likable. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I, I, I and, really. And he's a little that. bit crazy. He, they might not like make it through the filming <laughs> with him. Cause he, he is, yeah, I've heard he goes full method. Like, like when he's Jack Sparrow, he's Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And again, he's old now. You need somebody <laughs> like half that age. I'd like to see Mads Mikkelsen play the Joker. That could be interesting. Uh, why do I know that name? He was in Rogue One. He was the Hannibal, he was Hannibal Lecter on the TV show. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's a good actor. I think he could do something interesting with that. Yeah, that could work. Interesting. Um, I'm literally, you're literally just scrolling through people now. I am. I'm looking up best actor, like the top actors today, and I'm seeing who grabs me. Yeah, but again, that's the problem, isn't it? It's like let's go through the same people over and over and over again. The it's, people that are, yeah, but and I'm not arguing with you because Heath Ledger was an out of left field choice. He had just won the Oscar. Um. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie he won the Oscar for. Um, but I mean, so it was like a, it was a crazy choice and he did a great job. But at the same time, Jack Nicholson's great and he's Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah. Right. But, I know. 
it's, it, it seems like when they have the out of left field choices, most of the time they're good. Jared Leto wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made choices. He made choices. I don't know if I agree with those yeah. choices, but choices were made. <laughs> you know, I mean, when everyone said Mr. Mom is Batman. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, and look at and that one of the best. Yeah. Like so. Michael Keaton. People forget how good an actor Michael Keaton was, even at that time. I and mean, he just was. I think he was nominated for an Oscar the year before with Clean and Sober. So I mean, like, it wasn't horribly surprising that he was good, but still, yeah, Mr. Mom. See, the, the, the thing is, though, like, again, I'll, I'll add to my list here. He's got to have read the comics. He has to be young, has to be a fresh face, has to has to at least, like, be familiar with, uh, you know, a couple of martial arts. Awesome. Know, I, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the Batman that just like, you know, lands in the middle in, in the in the middle of the day, lands in the middle of the group and just starts fighting. The closest we got was Ben Affleck when he broke into the room and took them out. But we need somebody who can do the the real athletics and the uh, and the martial arts, because that's the whole point of Batman. You know, he's supposed Ryan. to have mastered every martial art. But what does that have to do with the Joker? Yeah, well, I want, I want it, I want this, I want a good Batman movie. <laughs> you're not gonna get one, so I don't know why you're complaining. Adam Driver uh, be a good Joker, I think. No, no not He's a good actor. He's a good actor. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but no, not him. Huh. I don't know. Oh, just bring Jack Nicholson out of retirement. <laughs> bring him out of Carbonite. Yeah, I was gonna say reanimate him. It's like, jeez. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, someone good. Mm. I'm sitting here playing casting agent. Who would I put to play the to play the Joker? And now it's bugging me. I the guy think... from Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't want to go that crazy. Not that crazy. The guy from Ninety Day Fiance. I didn't watch that one. I didn't either, but I keep seeing people talking about it. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we had promised, uh, our listeners last week that we would do a reaction and review. Well, we've gone long. To the new CW show, Stargirl. Um, I watched the first two episodes and I know John's been watching it. JD, did you watch Stargirl? Well, we'll say yes. <laughs> Mostly yes. <laughs> What does that mean? If we have no further questions, the answer is yes, I watched it. Did you pay attention to it? No, I missed it completely. I forgot we were going to do that because of all uh, stuff Stuff happened over the last week and a half, and I completely forgot. Well, then, since John just complained that we're running long, we could save that for the next time. I think that's a great idea. I was trying to be subtle, you know, so... <laughs> Well, subtlety is not your middle name. Uh, so, on that note, do you guys, uh, John, do you have any recommendations for our listeners? I am, uh, there's an anime that's been up for a while called Magi, and I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, I don't, you know what? If, if you haven't seen Mystery Science Theater 3000, and you have like Comcast now. Apparently, they have the entire, um, the, the what do you call it? The entire library, like all seasons, all episodes. 
So now is the time if you ever liked Mr. Science Theater 3002, um, just, you know, look for it on on demand and like just to your heart's content, like fill in all the ones that you've never been able to see before, because some of those episodes were really hard to find. Cool. All right. How about you, J.D.? So uh, I've been watching Scooby-Doo and Guess Who with my kid. No, it's really good. They took like the Scooby-Doo um, um, movies concept where it was Scooby-Doo and a guest, and they've redone it like in with today. And uh, like we were just watching Scooby-Doo and Weird Al, and it was fantastic. And they also did Scooby-Doo meets Batman again, but it was the Kevin Conroy Batman. It's awesome. It's a great, great show. Hmm. Highly recommend it for parents looking for something to watch with their kids. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, I, of course, will recommend, as always, make sure you go to SuperheroSpeak.com to find the show every week. And comic reviews by our good friend D Square. Um, he actually sent me a couple that I have to put up, so look for those this week. And um, I'm also going to recommend we had gotten a message on Twitter, and uh, I took a look at the campaign. So over on Indiegogo, um, Ahmed Alamin uh, has a comic. It's called The Epics of N. And Kido, E-N-K-I-D-U. And um, it's uh, what's interesting about it is the main character, uh, the hero of the book, has autism. Um, so it's uh, it's written to celebrate people with autism. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. So, so it seems like a really cool book. I definitely go check it out. There will, uh, if I remember, there will be a link in the description below. And it'll be like three more days left on it when this episode comes out. So let's check it out. And also, don't forget, if you haven't yet, like JD, make sure you watch Star Girl. Nope. So we, we will be talking about it next week. Um, yep. barring, and, barring anything interesting happening. Okay. So probably the week after that then. Um, this is 2020. We never know what's going to happen. Oh, exactly. Um, and and I, I will just say, if you haven't watched it, you should be watching it because Wow, it's good. All right. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. We can make JD feel bad. Anyway. It's not possible. One has to feel before they feel bad. Oh, oh okay. Well, then, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let your kid be caught in the door. Have a good week. <laughs>